0: If you're like us, you wonder about where the music you love came from. You may also be curious about what albums your favorite artists and bands listen to. Searching for the answers to these questions set us on a journey. A journey we invite you to join. Here at the Sonic Collective, we take turns selecting and listening to influential albums from the past. No genre
1: is off limits. What did others hear in these albums? What made them so special and influential? How does the album flow as a complete package? And does it stand the test of time and still sound good today? Our panel of regular dudes who love music share
0: their thoughts about these influential albums. And trust me, some sucked. There are a few albums we had trouble listening to more than once. We also share lots of other musical bits and pieces.
1: So if you're looking to learn more about music and rediscover amazing albums that changed the sonic landscape forever, look no further. Join us on our journey as we discuss, dissect, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on thesoniccollective.com. Welcome to the Sonic Collective and another one of our exploratory podcast episodes. In this episode, we'll explore musical supergroups. And what is a supergroup? Well, for us, it's a musical performing group of three or more persons whose members have had successful solo careers or are members of other groups or are well-known in other musical professions. They come together to form an epic alignment of mighty musical talents. For us, this isn't a duo and they must have released at least one full-length album. These supergroups can also come from any genre. The term can also sometimes be applied to a group that has no specific preferred genre. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and today we'll touch on a few that fall in all these categories and some in between. So thanks for joining us. From Bangkok, Thailand, I'm Scott Coates, and with me is Darren Scott from Calgary, Alberta. So Darren, um, we're both members of the Sonic Collective, where we do monthly album selections that matter, listen to them, and do reviews of short, and we decided that sometimes we want to dive a bit more in depth to other topics and areas of music. So, here we are today with Supergroup. So, I, I want to ask you, like, when is the first time you remember hearing something you kind of knew was a supergroup?
0: Yeah, it's a good, a good question. It's funny when you asked that uh, of us, and we were talking about this episode, it was one really popped in my head right away. And I'm gonna kind of call a name, and this guy was my friend's older brother. He went by Chevy. His last name was Steven Stephen Chevery. Uh But he w- introduced me to a lot of classic rock. He was older. I mean, I would have been a kid. This would have been probably early 80s at the most um and there was a band that just came out and it was called the firm and this was uh paul rogers from free bad company jimmy page from zeppelin and the yardbirds tony franklin from white snake and roy harper and chris slade from uriah Heep, man for man uh and even acdc and i didn't know all these guys but he was just like you have to listen to this album it's a super group and i was like so then hmm. for me that was really the first time i'd really like oh like other bands get together and form another band okay so yeah that was kind of for me what what about you what's your first memory
1: interesting the firm I'm gonna have to go listen to that because I've never even heard of it it came late for me I'm thinking I must have been about 17 years old and Traveling Wilburys came out Um, I probably didn't know the music of all the members but I definitely knew like Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Jeff Lynne was probably the only one I didn't really know, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I bought that CD when it came out and loved it and still love it to this day. So that was the first time I really heard of a super group, listened to a super group and probably a pretty damn good place to start. Cause I think as we'll go down this rabbit hole, to me, it's almost on, only one of the super groups that really, really worked awesome. So mm-hmm. let's maybe have a quick overview of, of really what super are are Darren I mean I think in in theory like it seems like a super group should be easy to do I mean easy to turn out incredible music I mean you're just pulling together great people but in many respects I think it's maybe the opposite I think maybe there aren't that many super groups and they only put out one album dissolved dissolve because they've got so much other stuff going on and I also suspect it might be a question of like almost too many cooks in the kitchen like you put together the most talented people from various bands who are used to being the sound right or songwriters and used to being the driving force and they get what they want in their own groups, put them together. I can just imagine that can be really tough to make work. Well, how about you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And it's funny. We talked about this before too, and it was hard sometimes. And uh, we were discovering like, like, well, everybody almost came from somewhere and another band. So, but what makes them a super group? And I think it was really like, like you said, more than a duo. We don't want just like, hey, somebody collaborated with somebody, but to understand like these artists were successful before, got together uh, a, a group of them, put out at least an album and that it, you know, hopefully caught the attention of somebody or maybe for a bad reason sometimes. But um, yeah, I think it, it's just, you know, that to try and define what that means, and I think it's going to be different for everybody. We're, of course, anybody listening to this will probably point out three or four in the genre they love that we'll never heard of. And even doing my research, I was like, I was constantly surprised on what came up when you would type in supergroup. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and what they are and what they aren't. Like when we looked in the definition, some mm-hmm. sites went, uh, listed Zeppelin as a supergroup or Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons as the first supergroup or even like Grand Funk Railroad and ABBA. So we're not talking about those ones, but um, you'd put bad company here. I had no idea they were supergroup. Tell us about that one.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, th- well, I didn't either. And that, that's the thing is we're doing our research. And I mean, it was Paul Rogers from Free, Mick Rouse from Mattha uh, Hoople. Boz Burrell from King Crimson, Cr- King Crimson, can't even say that. And Simon and Kirk from Free and uh, as well. And they all got together and formed Bad Company. And um, yeah, I mean, they had some hit songs, but I think at the time it was just, I had no idea that they were a super group. <laughs>
1: yeah. So a couple other examples just to get our listeners' heads around super is we had no idea that Journey was apparently a super group. You had Greg Rowley and Neil Sean, sorry about the mispronounces, both from Santana And then uh, another guy, George Tickner from Frumious Batter Snatch, which I don't know. But then you have Ross Valerie from Steve Miller Band and Prairie Prince from The Tube. So... I mean, Journey was a super group and then a pretty famous one, Derek and the Domino. So, I mean, Eric Clapton from the Yardbirds and Cream. Um, You had Bobby Whitlock, Carl Ratty, Jim Gordon, all from Delaney and Bonnie. And then Dwayne Allman. I didn't know he was in it from the Allman Brothers band. So bands like that, I didn't really know were a super group, but now you read the other bands they came from you're like wow so look to kick mm-hmm. things off uh we thought let's give some examples of super in various genres why don't you kick us off in a in a pretty classic rock example darren
0: yeah classic rock i i think you know and you just mentioned Derek and the dominoes but the same member uh cream uh you know you have eric clapton that came from them and the yardbirds uh right. ginger baker uh the grand bond organization and he had done a lot of other uh, stuff with different bands as well and jack bruce from man for man and i think um the signature songs white room sunshine of your love and i'm so glad um mm. I, I mean they were a very very successful band especially in that time and uh, and they had their issues as well but um they're they interesting um and yeah. so successful and then you know if we kick it over to say the countryside uh, uh what, what would you say the super group there
1: I think the best one we kind of came up with was with The Highwaymen. Uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Cash, Willie Nelson, Will and Jennings, and Chris Christofferson. They put out quite a number of albums, but uh, Signature Songs, Highwayman, Desperados, Waiting for a Train, Silver Station. I mean, all four of these guys are mega country legends on their own. And, yeah, and How, how ma- drunk and high were they yeah, making that album? Exactly, how high. But they made a few albums, right? So, I mean, yeah. this is an example, oh, yeah, I right. think, of guys – that are genuine friends. And that's what probably brought them more together than some super groups that kind of come together because they're looking to make a super group. I, I just reckon these guys you know, enjoyed each other's company. And there's a big one in folk. What would you say in folk there, Darren?
0: Yeah, I, I think probably one everybody will think of right away is Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I mean, yeah, David Crosby cool. from the Birds, Graham Nash from the Hollies, Stephen Stills from Buffalo Springfield, and then of course our good old Canadian boy Neil Young from Buffalo Springfield. And you know, and they all had been doing some solo stuff as well. I mean, their signature songs are Ohio and Teach Your Children, Carry On, Deja Vu. I mean, in that genre, I mean well well respected and they had a massive following uh in the you know 70s there when they were putting out their albums yeah really amazing
1: that's amazing yeah
0: yeah yeah and i guess to kind of jump you know next genre and this one we had the uh the hard time with was rap uh, and i love rap and we both kind of struggled and i thought i'll find some easy but um lots of duos which we're trying not to do like black star um even like run the jewels new new band who i love but you know, or Watch this one by Jay-Z, Kanye, it's like, I, I'd almost argue, and people might not, but Wu-Tang Clan, I, you know, people will say, well, they weren't really much before, but I think they all did have pretty decent solo careers, some of them were a little uh, more successful than others, but then when they formed Wu-Tang, uh, that, I think people argue that they're not a super group, but, um, yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of, what came up in there. And then even on the, I guess the hip more um, soul is kind of like Shalimar that had Jody Watley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who I liked, you know, she was great in the eighties. Uh, yeah. I guess, you know, from there. So, I mean, there's some examples of some super groups and uh, again, it's interesting because we're still struggling in some genres to yeah. really define what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, kick it over to you.
1: Yeah. So hip hop is kind of, I would agree from what we researched a bit of a black hole, not, very well known for supergroups, although it seems no hip hop artist can put out a song these days without it featuring somebody, but that's still under two people. We're, we're not talking about a whole band. So now we're gonna get into some, these are kind of personal choices, looking through supergroups, some that we thought didn't work well, worked pretty well and worked really well. And the first one I'll throw out there is uh, Tin Machine. This was David Bowie, um, Reeves Gabriel from David Bowie's bands, later The Cure. Tony Sales, who played with Todd Rundgren, Iggy Pop, Hunt Sales, same thing, Iggy Pop, Todd Rundgren, and some others, and Eric Schermerhorn, which also Iggy Pop. So like on paper works great. I, I can't profess that I've listened to these albums often. I've listened to I, there was two Tin Machine albums, I think. But like, boy, they didn't really grab me. I I get a feeling these guys did it for themselves and and not Mm -hmm. others, but didn't really work. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I wasn't the biggest Tin Machine fan at all, um, even though i got to love Bowie and anything Iggy Pop does, I usually love. I realize Iggy Pop's not in it, but David Bowie and him were so connected, and obviously they probably met these musicians through that. Um, I, I think, you know, going to another one, and it's actually funny this band didn't work, but Chicken Foot, which is hilarious, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's Sammy Hagar. And obviously from Van Halen solo and Montrose, but Joe Satriani, like he's one of the, known as one of the best guitarists of our, our era really um, played yeah. with Mick Jagger. He was played in deep purple, but his solo career is unbelievable. And Mike, Michael Anthony from Van Halen and Chad Smith, the drummer from the chili peppers. And you're like, man, they, this band's going to be great. And they just, yeah, it seemed like garbage. And, you know, anytime I, I went back even for this review and just was not digging them, and they are known to be ranked one of the, the worst supergroups of all time, unfortunately. Sorry, guys, but
1: hey, they, yeah, they're it's a good, they don't, it's I don't a, think they care. It's a good example where bringing, again, some of the biggest names of rock, like you look at that on paper, you're like, oh, it's got to be great, but it, is just pure cheese like i remember is really really bad and another one on paper that works well but i i remember i thought it was a super turd was super heavy one album only released in 2011. a.r Raman, uh more a kind of a producer composer out of india damian marley bob Marley's son dave stewart rhythmics joss stone and mick jagger but i, I listened to yeah, that album a couple times yeah but it just doesn't work i really thought it was bad how about another one from you
0: yeah i mean um uh the power station you know it's funny uh (laughs) they they are sometimes on one-sided for being good and for being bad and i gotta admit like i i didn't mind their a couple of their songs when they came out in the 80s but yeah it was robert palmer uh tony thompson and uh john and andy taylor from duran duran so i mean yeah more pop kind of driven light rock but uh you know they had a few hits, but it just just didn't work. It's a little little too poppy, cheesy maybe for me. Yeah.
1: yeah, one that I also think is a lead balloon and is an absolute turd. It just strikes me as like egos, but I don't think they care. They're just doing it to play live. Hollywood vampires, 2015 album, Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, and Joe Perry from Aerosmith. They have all kinds of rotating people that come in, but like man it was tough getting through that one and then the next one we have the final one on this list is kind of interesting because we didn't realize it was a super group right
0: yeah yeah we I, were just goofing around and i think i mentioned i'm like hey didn't the honey drippers have Robert plant from zeppelin and mm. then we're like oh it's probably not a super group though we just thought it was that uh but then when we looked into it we found out oh well jimmy page was there uh for from bit, zeppelin yeah. and yeah for a bit and jeff beck a former yardbirds member uh and then they had other friends and well studio musicians, including uh, the former guitarist from Judas Priest, Ernest Chataway. And I was like, oh, wow, like that was a super group. And, and Paul Schaefer. You know, oh, yeah, Paul Schaefer. And, you know, I'm but it was pretty me. cheesy fucking music. Sure especially was. like You know, you're thinking Robert Plant, like Led Zeppelin. And, yeah, he's mellowing out a bit. This is a little bit later in the 80s. But, yeah, wow. Yeah. Come
1: with me. The- so back. let's talk about a few super groups that we think worked pretty well. And I'll admit some of these I actually really like, but we're putting them in the, in the pretty well category. Um, one that I'm going to throw out there, like I'm I'm putting them in pretty well. I really enjoy them, but you compare them to where they came from and it's almost impossible to top their original bands, but profits of rage came out, I believe in 2017. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, the three guys from, site are from Rage Against the Machine who will just keep coming up. And in many ways, like, you know, the, the drummer, the bass player, the guitar player, they've always continued to play together. It's only the Zach Della Rocha who ever left that band. So you had the three guys from Rage Against the Machine, Tom Morello, Tim Commerfeld, and Brad Wilk. And then you had DJ Lord from public enemy, Chuck D from public enemy and b real from Cypress Hill. And I think they were all just looking to keep playing, keep doing something. They put out one album. Um, the songs were sticking it to the man again and you know i think they half the albums quite to very good um so mm-hmm. i enjoyed it um what, what do you think darren
0: yeah yeah i'd agree with you on profits of raids there and I, and I really respect what they did and I'm glad they came out but uh a similar band to that i'd say would be velvet revolver which a couple songs are really fantastic but same yeah. kind of category uh does does all the songs you know half the albums kind of not that that great. And I mean, that was Scott Whelan from Stone Temple Pilots, Slash from Guns N' Roses, obviously. Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Uh, Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses. And he was in The Cult, too. Dave Kushner from Wasted Youth. Uh, uh, You know, so really talented and a, a lot there, but I mean, Scott Whelan's a freaking mess, as we know. So you could probably see when you were talking earlier about, you know, is there too many cooks and or too many drugs and too much, you know, shit like I could just see why that band fell apart. Just didn't quite work.
1: Yeah, I'll admit I liked both those albums and I still listen to them. But like the quality of the songwriting of the songs just isn't up to the other bands, but I do love, it's mm-hmm. gotta be one of the greatest fuck you names because at that time, I yeah. think those guys wanted to keep guns and roses going, but Axel was so hard to work with. So guns and roses, you come up with velvet revolver, like it's <laughs> almost the same name, right? I really love what they did there. Um, yeah. same band, kind of the three guys from rage, but then Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, like audio slave, they had three albums. Mm. Um, again, I had almost put this in the worked really well. Cause I, I liked it. But yeah. they weren't big commercial success. But, and I got to be in the right mood to listen to it. It's kind of pretty heavy, different music. But Audio Slave to me was one that worked reasonably well. Three Elms.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really like them too, but I can see why others might not. But that was my jam. Mm. <laughs> that was my jam. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think Cream is in here in this one too. I mean, obviously a very popular band and, and known as one of the best, but same thing. Not everybody loves Cream. It's definitely a style, 70s style hmm. and feel. Uh, the musicianship in it is is excellent, obviously, like Ginger Baker's drum playing to Clapton's guitar and um is, is crazy but um at the same time i think it's just maybe not as approachable for some people so i can see why people might struggle with it but it is an amazing band
1: i'm going to quickly go over two one of them like i gotta admit i'm not a fan of the album but hunger strikes a great single temple of the dog just to look at the names from later chris cornell eddie vetter stone gossard from pearl jam jeff Ament from pearl jam um and then mike mccready from pearl jam like it was one album it gets high on the list i didn't listen to it much but one I really like again, I got to be in the right mood. And God, I hope they do another album. It's been 10 years. Is Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Homie from Queens of the Stone Age Eagles, Death Metal Kai, and John Paul Jones Zeppelin. 10 years ago, they knocked out an album. And like, there's none of those obvious radio hits on it, but I, I like the whole album start to finish. So that's another yeah. one I'll put in the like worked pretty well category, but on a personal thing i mean i love all those guys really liked it and then i see you have an interesting one here it's the last in that category
0: yeah i added in and just for the research for this one thing i did i searched on spotify playlist just like supergroup playlist and i was listening to one and uh asia came up and Heat of the moment and i was like oh again this kind of falls into that i didn't know they were a supergroup band and maybe i should have but it was john wetton from king crimson steve howe from yes Jeff Downs from Yes and the Buggles. Love the Buggles. And Carl Palmer from Emerson Lake and Palmer. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty epic lineup. And Asia went on to record. They were super popular. They might even be in the category that that super group probably outsold the rest of their solo and, and other bands. Well, maybe not, but they, they would be close. I guess, yeses.
1: I'll admit it. I know Asia. And what I remember is seeing their album covers, which were always epic drawings of like a guy cutting a dragon or yeah, yeah. something. But yeah. like, I don't know their songs. I know heat of the moment now that you put it here, but like the Asia band, the name seems bigger to me. Yes was pretty big. The Buggles, the first video ever played on MTV video played the killed the radio star was the first yeah. video on really? MTV. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's funny. And I, and it's funny when I, I, you, if you go to Asia, just plug it in and look at their hits. You'd be like, Oh yeah, I know that one. I know that one. a little pop Rocky for sure. But uh, in the, their time, I guess late seventies, eighties. And, uh, but they just pounded out the hits for a while there.
1: Yeah. Okay, we're going to slide into super groups that we think were were great, right? Like these are ones that are really, really good. And and we're going to re-mention some that we mentioned earlier in this podcast. But for me, traveling Wilburys, George Harrison, I mean, Beatles, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, who was in uh, Electric Light Orchestra, who was his big one, more producer, Roy Orbison. I mean, God, you have five absolutely freaking incredible artists. My understanding is that George Harrison was recording an album. And I think Tom Petty and maybe Jeff Lynn walked by and he's like, Hey, can you guys, you know, play something on this one track? And he had handle with care as I think a B side. And it just went so well. They called up some other buddies. It was total accidental. And their second mm-hmm. album came out after Roy Orbison had died. They'd already recorded the songs. But these two albums, to me, like, there's not a bad song on either of these albums. And they stand up really, really well.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, I 100% back you up. To me, this is my most favorite super group that, you know, yeah, The Firm was the first one I remember. The Traveling Wilburys came a few years later and I think have been since then what I've defined as a super crew.
1: Yeah. They're amazing. Why don't you take us into one?
0: Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to go into, you know, one that is real. I really like, and I really like this artist, uh, Jack white. Um, mm-hmm. but the group is the dead weather. And, um, it's funny. I always, I'm a big fan. So I, I, Kind of discover the dead weather just by following Jack White and really like them. Uh and that's Alison Mosshart from the Kills and discount uh discount uh Dean fertita Fritita Fritata Fertita Fritata I can't even say fritita uh from Queens of the Stone Age uh Jack Lawrence from the Rackhorn Tours and the Greenhorns and then Jack White is mentioned and oh man it is just a masterpiece of kind of new modern alt rock it's just Yeah, it's dynamite. It's just such a good album. And actually, I'll just kind of skip into the next one because I also think that the tours, which are, yeah, which are Jack White again, um, but then uh Patrick Keller from the Greenhorns, Brendan Benson from the Greenhorns, Jack Lawrence from the Greenhorns, and the um and then Dean Fertita again. Fertita i just say it every way, and then yeah, he, he just tours with them. Um, but he will play with them. But uh Jack White just has this magical touch, like a lot of artists, well not a lot, some only oh, very few have. Um, but those two groups to me are just dynamite. And I, I just listened to the new Raccon Tours album. I just bought it, it's dynamite.
1: Well, actually on the Raccon Tours front, there's a recent uh spotify youtube documentary it's about an hour long uh follows the on tours plane and uh, that's worth watching it's pretty cool you know one of my favorite all-time rock bands i didn't even realize until my last pass through the outline for this show that this is a super group foo fighters i think dave girl scream nirvana pat smear the germs nirvana nate mendel sunny day real estate the fire theft william goldsmith original member sunny day real estate the fire theft Taylor Hawkins played with Sas Jordan and Alanis Morissette on her Jagged Little Pill album. Uh, an original member, Frank Stahl from Scream and Wool. Chris Shefflett, uh, who came in and replaced Frank Stahl. No use for a name, me first, and the Gimme Gimmies. And then Rami Jaffe, who like had played with them on keyboards for years but became an official member, Wallflowers and Pete Yorn. So, like Foo Fighters, 25 years they've been around now. But man, every person in that is is truly from their own legit. Uh, Band, so I think they're yeah they're one of the super groups people don't think of.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's an interesting example in this one because you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that uh, how there could be a lot of personality conflicts or maybe that's why they don't work sometimes. I think for the Foo Fighters, I think that's Dave Grohl did that right. He kind of came in and he definitely set the tone that it was his band and that he would kind of run it and then brought in these amazing musicians. But I think that's kind of what made it work is that he kind of took that away like you know well maybe it's his ego a little bit, but he's like, Nope, this is my band. You do things kind of my way and we'll go from there, but it's been very successful. So I'll give a nod to that.
1: Yeah. And he obviously must have a staff meeting when people start playing with him. Like I'm the main singer songwriter, like don't rock the boat too much. Cause I've heard interviews. I think even with uh, Chris Shiflett, where he mentions like, Oh, Dave writes most of the songs, but I think reason people fell out, like for example, uh, William Goldsmith, he just didn't like his drum playing. So on the color and the shape, um, if you ever watch Foo Fighters back and forth, like Dave Grohl mm-hmm. secretly re-records all the drum tracks on that and says mm-hmm. to William, like, I still want you in the band, but basically acknowledges like the drumming just wasn't good enough. And like Franz Stahl, I think because Dave Grohl mm-hmm. had been in his band Scream as a junior member and Franz was kind of like the leader. I think Franz came in thinking like, yeah, I'm going to write the songs and be a songwriter too. And that just didn't work. So he got moved out of the band. So yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you nailed that one. It's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic and it can't, can't be easy to make it work.
0: No, no, it definitely can. Yeah, there are so many uh, personalities.
1: Yeah, so kind of wrapping up this topic, I mean, this was a really fun rabbit hole to go down. I thought I knew a lot of supergroups. I didn't. I discovered there's a lot of groups that I didn't know that supergroups that are. I learned, I think that like somehow supergroups haven't really carried over to rap and R&B. Mm-hmm. very well or successfully and then the larger surprise is that very 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 few super groups i think actually are very good and and stand <laughs> the test of time so you know yeah. ones that i think like what super groups surpassed the original solo or group efforts like foo fighters to me rank in there i mean i like nirvana and that but i kind of think they're one of those bands that like had Kurt Cobain not killed himself would they have continued to put out great albums I don't necessarily think so so Foo Fighters I'll put up there I I mean Crosby Mm -hmm. still's Nash and Young I mean it's all those the members are beyond respected in their own thing and I mean again Traveling Wilbury is awesome but like can you say they were better than the the artists on their own but I'd say I'd probably put Foo Fighters up at the top how about you Darren
0: yeah you know it's it's funny. I touched on it earlier, but I just know for a fact in the research that Shalimar way <laughs> passed past any of their uh previous bands efforts, and they were super successful now I mean it was a little more poppy soul stuff in the eighties that most people won 't remember but you know, I'm still going to come back to Wu tang too i don't I don't care I'm calling them a super group, and I okay. think Wu tang Wu Tang together any Wu Tang fans will and I agree, as much as you might love the individual uh, albums that came out after with all the artists, I think Wu-Tang as a group was, you know, nothing to mess with. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, some are not even sure, but, you know, maybe is, is Cream in there, right? Like, uh, hmm. did, did did Cream outsell, you know, the Yardbirds and
1: Derek and the Dominoes? Probably.
0: Maybe. So they might be in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I want to wrap this thing up with a Mm. dream super group. We'd love to see, and I see yours now, but you've picked someone that's already passed away. So I thought we were going with living guys, but it doesn't matter. So my super group I'd love to see would be Dave girl. He could be guitars and vocals, some vocals. Then we'd have Brian Johnson from ACDC who'd be vocals, Brad Wilk from rage against the machine on drums. We'd have Flea from the red hot chili peppers on bass, And we get Jimmy page in there for guitars as well. Uh, I can't imagine, I like, wow, what would they come up with, right? Unbelievable. Yeah,
0: no shit, no shit. How about your dream super group? Okay, well, well, I'm going to change it on the fly because I, I was bad at listening to instructions. Well, the original oh, one. There was no
1: instructions. To be fair, there wasn't. Oh, okay.
0: All right. All right. Then no, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it. So I left it. Uh, two of my guys are dead. Uh, but I have Neil Neil Perrett on drums from Rush. Nice. John Entwistle uh, from The Who on bass. Freaking nice. Phenomenal. And just a mess. So, this is sounding like it's going to be a classic rock, prog rock thing, but no. Then I throw in Iggy Pop on vocals Woo. and Tom Morello on guitar. I just want to see what that group would come out with. If they could just get together in a room and just say, let's make music. I would love to freaking see that. Can't imagine. Yeah. And we will never know. Yeah, I purposely did it. But when I die, I'll make them perform as angels.
1: If yeah, is well, a, thing. a lot of fun having this conversation. <laughs> Darren and I have made a list of some musical topics we'd like to explore more. So I think maybe every month to two months, you can expect kind of one of these focused uh, episodes to come out just when we're feeling inspired and hopefully you enjoy these too. Remember to check out the show notes on the soniccollective.com because we'll have links to a lot of the stuff we talked about. And also the first episode in the series, what makes a great album with legendary music man, Alan Cross, make sure you listen to that. So thanks very much for listening, Darren. Why don't you take us out of this thing?
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, everybody. I really enjoyed this. I hope you did too. We'd always like to know what your favorite super group is on our website or anyone else. You can leave comments. Be sure to check us out on your favorite podcast platform. And we're always available at thesoniccollective.com. For now, I'm Darren Scott and he's
1: Scott Coates.